to the Brain Candy Podcast. I'm Susie Meister. And I'm Sarah Rice. And what you're about to hear was supposed to be a part of another episode, but it went so long. So long. That we're like, holy crap. Who would have known somebody out there can talk longer than you and I can? <laughs> this is a very special bonus Bonus. Edition. Bonus, bonus, bonus. Where's my soundboard when I need it? Of the Brain Giddy Podcast, where you can hear from our special guest, Wes Bergman, of The Challenge fame, discussing yes. some things he has to get off his chest. So let's get right to it. What do you say, Sarah? Let's do this thing. And it, by the way, if you're listening, please subscribe. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We love those. We're I read, read all of them, so We're going to read some Thank on the guys. air. If you want some behind-the-scenes footage, go to patreon.com slash braincandy. You can join at the $5 level for our live Q&As or the $15 level for all the uh, bloopers, outtakes, and video footage of behind the scenes. At what level do they get my doodle art? $10. $10, and you can have a page out of my doodle album, which is what I do while the podcast is uh, taping. So, so thank you guys for listening, and I hope you're enjoy- you enjoy this bonus edition of the Rain Candy Podcast. So we also have a surprise kind of guest today. Wes requested to come on. Requested to come on. We didn't even have to beg and plead. He was what like, do you please, think... ladies, can he you have me on here? something on his mind. Yeah, and he did not really tell me or discuss. We haven't really discussed what he wants to talk about. So he just said that he has a list. So maybe he's Wes, mad at us. He could be mad at us, maybe. he, Or maybe he's got some splain at the door because he's like, you know, was such a jerk to me on the reunion. And Well, not a jerk, but he just didn't have my back. What the heck, you know? Maybe he's singing a different tune today, so we'll see. Ready? No. Do you think that's recording? I sure do. Okay. All right, so let's give him a buzzerooski. All right. Wes. You can lead because you guys are friends. Okay. I don't want him to yell at me. He's not going to yell at you. Probably doesn't want you to yell at him. He doesn't mind. <laughs> oh, no. Let's see. Oh, that sounded good. I don't know if that'll work. Oh, I see. I love that ringing noise. Hola. Hello, Weston <laughs> Beta is, Max Bergman. Is this the Brain Candy Pod podcast? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Hello, Wes. Welcome back. Oh, well, thank you nice to have you on what gives though oh you know i just had some stuff i wanted to get off my chest and i don't feel like there's a better platform in the whole world other than the brain candy podcast to do so oh you flatter us you know i love when you butter me up first (laughs) (laughs) well what's on your mind yeah well you know i guess there's two things and they kind of both like came to a head uh you know i i really do agree with what bananas the actual physical decision that he made uh on the final so i've heard yeah yeah and and that that was the only part of my little rant on the reunion that got aired uh and so you know i kind of caught some flack for agreeing with him and i don't really think a very well-rounded portion of my decision got to be uh uh talked about and then that between that and the combination of the bill simmons podcast where you know, he got compared to Michael Jordan for 45 minutes, really <laughs> kind of got me a little bit up in arms, and I wanted to chat about some of it. Well, here is, like you said, your platform. Okay, so you're at the finale. I wasn't there. but He was not at the finale. No, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm me. at the reunion. Reunion, reunion. Yeah, excuse yeah. me, the reunion. Not to rub it in. And, you know, yeah. he kind of, Wes stated this similar opinion to what I had, which was like, hey, they give him this opportunity what, it's not like you guys were best friends. Why wouldn't he take the money, right? right. And right. then what was the, do you feel like there was anything cut out of your statement that would make it more nuanced? Well, you know, there, uh, I, the main reason why I think that I agree with this, and, and I also want to throw it out there, and I kind of said it, but it got, uh, it got understated a little bit. There was no one else on that stage or anyone else that had been on that show thus far that should have in good faith been able to keep all the money themselves and had and had me agree with that, except for bananas. 
And so that's the part that keeps getting, you know, people are like, wow, did hell freeze over because Wes agreed with bananas. And it's, it's not necessarily that I'm, uh, that I'm agreeing with him as much as I'm just kind of understanding and empathetic to the situation. So Sarah went on, uh, you know, Sarah had to justify the decision that she made about a year ago or so in X's 14 or whatever we were on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of statements and some of those have been brought up in nice little clip packages for us to really show off how Sarah said over and over and over again, it's just a game, you know, I'm there for the money. Uh, I put a price on our friendship and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, she handed him the gun and the bullets and showed him how to use it. And it's like, I don't really feel all that bad for you in this situation because he pulled the trigger. He used your script. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You gave him all the ammo. Now, don't get me wrong. Had you not given him the ammo uh, and none of that gone down in the last 400 days or whatever the whatever the number is, I still think he would have kept it all for himself. Yes. What I was upset about, Wes, also is that he made me feel he gave me such a freaking hard time. Yeah. When I did that, yeah. he was like, I would never do that. And I was like, yes, you would. Just why don't you just chat, like, you know, tip your hat and say, well done. You know, I wouldn't have been as hurt afterwards if he would have, you know, I felt like he made made me say so many times how awful of a person I am because I made that decision. Yeah. And then I guess he's just okay with being an awful person. Yeah. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Well, I guess that's kind of what I wanted to pick him apart for. I mean, with you two ladies knowing him really well, and we got a PhD and a therapist, and I like to every once in a while read consumer psychology books. I was really hoping to just pick this guy apart for a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, my what pleasure. You, what, you, what you got? Let's, let's <laughs> I hear you came with notes, so. Uh, no way. No, I, let's hear I, it. My goal, was, my goal was to take notes, but I didn't really get around to that. So we're just going to shoot from the hip. We're just going <laughs> to Even better. We're, we're, we're going to just pick this fool apart until uh, until it gets boring. So just well, tell us when to stop. Okay, let me let me sort of set the, tell the us tone. Tell us to stop. This is great. <laughs> For starters, people uh, know that Wes and I have a complicated history. So they're like, why would Wes come on your show, whatever? And I have said that for whatever things that we don't see eye to eye on, I do know that Wes doesn't lie. Right. And... When he says something, he means it. So I appreciate that in this world of uh, reality TV. And so I know that whatever we're going to say today, Wes will speak, you know, truthfully. Yes. Appreciate that. Uh, You've also asked that we don't sort of delve into the side issues of um, the accusations that we've made about what went on at the final. So we're not going to say that. Nope. And then was there something else that we... Yeah, I want to I'd like to keep it all just about bananas, his psyche, his lack of future, all that kind of stuff and no, <laughs> no production talk. Oh yeah, no, no production talk. Okay. Cuz I I wasn't there, right? At, in the final as as Sarah made sure to subtly and not so subtly point out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, you know, for me to weigh in would be, you know, what, I mean, there, there's a legal terminology here, but it's essentially it's like a, it wouldn't be accepted in court because it it's would hearsay. be it's hearsay. Yeah, that would, that's the word I was looking for. So I wasn't there. I've got, you know, opinion is opinion and mine is not worth anything in this situation on that. So. so your relationship with bananas is also complicated because you guys have had this sort of like love, no, just hate and then working relationship where yeah. sometimes you guys work together. Is that how you would describe it? 
You know, I would say that that's a really good way to put this in. And I, uh, I would like to – let's start this off with the history of Bananas and I and how this all got started. And what's great is this very quickly like uh, gets to the point where how Susie and Sarah get involved in this story. So okay. it's, it would set the foundation for this, and I'll make it really quick. And, and it's one of my most – you know, one of the reasons why I dislike the guy this most – or this much, and it also kind of points out a little bit about, you know, how – how he views these shows and how he views people on these shows and that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, so, you know, the very first show that we had done together was my second show. It's not like, it's not like I'd been doing these things for years and years. You mean went, the ruins was only your second show? No, it was my third. So the, the first show I did was fresh meat one. Please Wes. I didn't know that. Yeah, and I got picked on really hardcore, like everyone does when they go on to their first show, for the most part. Yep. Uh, and I, I got thrown into the first six elimination rounds. That's crazy. Yes, and then I went on to the second show, which was the duel. And this was, you know, I mean, Kenny was there, Evan was there, Johnny was there, uh, CT was there, Brad was there. All your top hitters. All, All the top. All the top hitters, yeah. So people say all the time about who is the GOAT, who does this, who does that. Uh, and that was a good one where teams didn't have to do with it. There were no partners. It was every man for themselves. Love the and, duel for that reason. And, and everyone was in shape and yada, yada, yada. And Johnny went home first. Okay. <laughs> I, so, I forgot about that. Yeah. So, and then him and I, we got along really well in the, you know, short, you know, there was not much of a sample size because he was there for about 48 hours, but, um, we got along really well because it was only my second show and all of them were, it was all vets and it was essentially him and I, and we got along fine. And, you know, back in the day, and this isn't exactly the case now, but we used to do, you know, a lot of appearances when you were on the real world. So I was doing, you know, five, six of them a week for a handful of years and as for real. Yeah. As was, as was Johnny. And so I would meet up with him. I mean, not on purpose, just because we got booked together. It was once a month for two years. And wow. we, were, we were so unorganized about it. I mean, I remember times where I would be in a car on the way to go. They would say, we're going to go pick up the other person. Or we're going to go pick up Johnny. And I wouldn't even know that he was who we were doing it with. He'd get in the car. We'd party all night. I'd try and hook him up with whoever the girl was because at the time I was uh, uh, in a relationship and I guess he probably was too, but the goal <laughs> was to always get him laid. We would have a great time and everything would then go our separate ways until the next time we saw each other or whatever. Because at that time I had retired because or semi-retired because I wanted to go back to school and get my degree. And eventually uh, around that time I broke up with Johanna and about a month later, Johanna went on the island where she, huh. where she so uh, ended up having sex with Kenny within like, you know, 48 hours. The same amount of time that it took her to have sex with Kenny is how long it took Johnny to get kicked off his first show. Uh, so that was the fastest production turnaround I've ever seen in my life because the trailer for the island came out before, oh, right. before they came home. So it was one of those things, Nehemiah uh, sent, text me a link to go look at it, and there was like this, this Danielle Steele cover picture of Kenny and Johanna making out and hooking up on the beach with like, you know, key lights that have been set up. Like, it was just disgusting. Yeah, I'm uh, not sure that made you sick. It, it did, but, you know, that's, I'm still getting to, to the point because obviously this whole conversation needs to be about Johnny and nothing else. Hmm. So I, around that time, finished up school and started my first post-college business. And then I went on to the ruins uh, in a relationship or in a complicated relationship, who knows, with Kellyanne at the time. And when I showed up to the ruins, Kenny had drawn this huge, obviously drawn this huge line in the sand. And... Bananas was a huge Kenny fan and wanted to be in the Kenny camp. And keep in mind, he had only won his first challenge, which was the island, in very sketchy ways, just like, you know, 90 days before that. And so Kenny drew this big line in the sand. Evan was one of my best friends on the show. Johnny and I were supposedly fine. And because of this action that Kenny made, 
bananas made the decision, okay, I'm on the Kinney's camp, and therefore every we've got to just make Wes's life absolute oh. misery. And he really went out of his way to do that on the ruins. I, you know what's so funny? Because as a newbie on the ruins, and it was my very first show ever, I came on there, and it really felt like you guys had years of beef. I was like, there's no way. This has got to be like some age-old feud. No, that that was that couldn't have been more of an open wound. I hadn't even seen a single one of them since Kenny made the mistake. And what I'm getting at is most screwed up about this whole thing is I was in Kansas or Arizona, Arizona or somewhere studying or on vacation or whatever when I saw the the mistake that Kenny made or mistake or not mistake, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, but I, it's not like I did anything to Johnny or to Kenny or to Evan or to you or to Susie. I did nothing to anyone, and I showed up to this thing, and Johnny and Kenny had organized not only our entire team to hate me and to go against me and to make my life as miserable as possible, he then got you, Sarah, to get the entire other team to hate me. And so it was like, it was I was put in this completely screwed up situation, uh, and that's when, you know, the Kenny and I's rivalry started to pick up a lot of steam. And then Kenny and I went off and fought on and off camera, uh, all starting from something that I didn't do uh, for three or so years. And during those three or so years, Kenny got a lot of attention because it was obvious that the storyline producers loved this very formal, elongated feud. And I think that, I think that Bananas kind of saw that and was like, I'm going to slide in there. And I'm going to take over the Wes and Kenny feud now that Kenny's gone. And he just kind of formed this fake rivalry with me, even though I did nothing to him ever. And so I I think a lot of people don't really know that story. Hmm. Well, this is why I'm on the Brain Candy podcast. Well, thank goodness for that. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the I mean, I'm sorry for it being a long story, but if you really go back, whether this is in our real life or on the show, I didn't do anything to anyone in that camp and in particular to bananas, like nothing. And he just picked a side and I respect him for picking a side. I mean, he should have been better friends with Kenny. Uh, They just want to show together and so on and so forth. But it's not like he ever once pulled me aside and was like, Hey, let me hear from your side. Let me, uh, let me pick your brain. Like what happened? It was just like, Oh, bam. Well, you, we all know Johnny's not one to like inquire about you or your, life or well-being or whatever no and that's the second thing that i hate about him the most if you would like to get onto that sometime go ahead yeah but point two okay so that well that's point one that's the history that i think that people kind of forget is uh that i did absolutely nothing to him and in my opinion he's picked up this rivalry because he finds profit in it oh i'm sure i think that's for sure which gives me, in my opinion, credibility to dislike him. And, uh, and you know, he just finds profit in continuing it. But- okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So point two is this guy has absolutely no data to be empathetic with anyone on the show other than himself. And what I mean by that is, You know, there are, we all spend quite a bit of time getting cast for these things, some of us more than others. I know all us three definitely definitely did, Uh, but they don't put a boring person on this show. Uh, You don't like them, or even if they're totally out of your, out of what your spectrum for what you would normally hang out with or date or whatever, uh, everyone is worthy of a conversation. That's 100% true. In fact, not, probably exciting yeah, it, and interesting conversation. Compelling, for sure. Very much so. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the gifts that we've been given is we get to, you know, kind of forced to spend a lot of time with people that we otherwise wouldn't, and we leave a lot more well-rounded than we, than we came. Very true. 
Uh, okay. Well, anyway, so we're a comb- So aside from the fact that there's lots of compelling people there, we're also incredibly bored at least eight to twelve hours a day, and. I spent the last on and off 10 years with this fool in boring settings. And I don't think bananas has ever one time asked me a question about my life. Never, never zero, zero, zero chance. Zero. Zero. And, And you know, what's so funny is there was this, there was this article that came out that said the APA American psychological association released this article saying that we shouldn't be diagnosing Trump. It's not fair for us to diagnose him because we're not his uh, therapists, whatever. They call it the Nixon effect. Yeah, where it, it is, it stemmed from that. So now, however, you are able to make a diagnosis. If you were, a, if, if, if you were somebody who was this person's therapist, the easiest way to make a diagnosis would be to ask the people who have spent a lot of time around them. People who have spent, uh, ask their bosses, ask their coworkers, because somebody who has, say, just for example, as like a narcissistic personality disorder, like Trump, uh, they are not going to tell you. Uh, often they do say, yes, I do. I love me and I'm the most important. But sometimes they will be a little wise to what you're getting at and you won't get the information you want, but you ask people around them. And I think as everybody speaking right now has lived for over a month, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, with this person. Well, yeah. and I was thinking recently about different people, not just Johnny, but different people that I know that I believe are narcissistic personality disorder or on the spectrum in some way. And I noticed that none of them ever say sorry for oh, anything. No. no, no, no. That would be crazy because that would admit that they did something wrong. Yeah, and like they don't they don't care even even if they don't say I did something wrong, they don't even acknowledge that you're hurt and they feel bad about it. Right. That's even worse. Is like the the completely skipping over of the other person's feelings or considering the other person's feelings in the moment. It's like that lack of empathy is just real. Strong. Yeah, and he so he's never asked you anything. He's never asked me anything. He asked me one thing once. Susie and I, I remember I can remember this moment exactly. So Susie and this is where we started. Susie and my favorite game when we were on the challenge. So we were sitting on the bus and we were all together. And I had a red rag, and it's from summer camp because our camp has this whole rag program, blah, blah, blah. And he asked me, what the heck is that rag for? And I was like, well, our, and I got six seconds into my answer before he cut me off and started talking about his sister at summer camp and how it was a life-changing experience for her and blah, blah, blah. He's, he did not, I did not even get to answer my question. And yeah. so Susie and I looked at each other and we just started laughing and we created the how long after Johnny asks a question before he starts talking about himself and the most we ever got was six seconds. Well, that's that's also the title of his love life. Yes. I'm sure. <laughs> right? Well, and that was, six I guess. Six seconds? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it was either a bad joke or you guys were slow. No, um, I got it. I got it. No, I'm um, just like, yes, I yes. feel bad for these women. I really feel bad, right. Yeah, well, okay, so how? So what I'm getting at is is he's got this rivalry that he wants to build up to whatever size that will be most profitable for him, yeah. and he hasn't spent a single second figuring out whether or not there might be some not common ground to actually blow me up on. I mean, it's like there are so many holes in know my. Know thy enemy, but you're not doing any jo- any good. You're not doing a very good job of that. Yeah, he's either he's either not trying at all to be my actual friend, or he's not even trying at all to be my actual enemy. It's just all fake. Yeah. It's like if he would spend thirty minutes with me because I'm pretty transparent, I'm sure he'd find all ammo to that he could use against me for the next several years of his life. But it just hurts him that bad to ask me about my actual life. That he's this this whole thing, this whole rivalry, why it's so confusing is because he he has nothing to stand on, and he's just you know for how bored we are, we spend however many meals together and however many bored boring times, you know some with booze, some not with booze, from every perspective that you can, and nothing is ever about the other person in the room. It's always just about him, and it's just been it's just been very frustrating, and. You know, one of the reasons why it's a little why I wanted to kind of talk to someone about this, including you guys, or specifically you guys, is because we all use the challenge in MTV as a lily pad into the next like big important part, leveling up, if you will, on our in our lives. 
Yep. And, and, you know, I, and I don't exactly, and he might be doing that, but I just don't quite see it. And the thing that really was, you know, there was a lot of things that in a playful way, uh, the, on the podcast that he did with Bill Simmons was kind of, you know, mean or whatever, but the part that really hurt my feelings was he went in and I mean, Simmons asked him about beta blocks and my next step and what I've been doing for six or seven years now. And, uh, and he just, the way he described what it was, was so insulting, uh, both to anyone that I work with to make this happen as well as myself. And it just sucks. Cause you know, his answer was, well, I don't really know what he does. And then he went off into a tangent about how it's stupid and described it so improperly while, and he didn't know it at the time, but he was sitting there insulting like real people other than myself. And it just kind of blows that, that he's got all this time to figure out what I actually do. And I can't figure out whether or not it's because he has the inability to care about anyone else or or whether or not the source of his largest insecurity is what he's going to do next. And therefore it pains him, ah, any of us, what it is we're doing. Next. That's a very, very deep um, observation. observation. Because I will say that the thing that I could see Johnny, I could sense that Johnny got was, was felt pain in some way or uncomfortability or whatever when I would talk about Landon or our future or about the podcast and about school, like anything that was positive, he made a point to knock down or remind me about how Landon travels a lot and like, yeah, right, he's really faithful. Like he's definitely a, he sees, him, he sees himself in others and will attack others. Like there was this great Buddha quote that said, I have to try to get it exact, but it was something like we see in others what we see in ourselves or what we hate in ourselves. And, you know, so for Johnny to talk about how, you know, whatever I'm doing or whatever you're doing in the future, I think a lot of that is his own insecurities about that particular subject. And you're dead I right just don't that. get, though, if you took all that money, $275,000, why would you even care enough to diminish the work of someone else who was completely unrelated to the finale and in this case Wes. Right. Why? Why was he grinding that axe on Simmons show? It, especially because it was if if I remember the timing correctly, it was the day after or the day before. I was legitimately the only one in America that stood up for him. <laughs> yeah. Like and like the only one. And I did so in a very articulate way. Yeah. And any and any part of my like like kind of defending his decision that didn't go his way was cut out. And I understand because that was the part that was the entertaining part and the controversial part, but it's like, that was the day after. And it's, and it just kind of sucks. Cause it's like, this is my next step. And he, he called my investments penny stocks. Why uh, would he do that? Why is he, I really want to know, like, what do you think is the motivation? I know, you know what, because there's a, there's a good solid chance that he actually thinks that it's some sort of stock. Like I could go out and just buy these things <laughs> if I didn't know them and it's, and they're not human beings. These are, these are people that in order for me to earn my ownership in these people's companies, I have had to build essentially a school or a gym or a church or whatever metaphor you want to use and put them through it for the better part of a half a decade. And these are which He's, anybody who has spoken to you for five minutes knows about. I can tell you exactly which one of your products are successful or not. By the way, how's that 3D thing going that's like totally circular and round thing. that you could like yeah. get in? Yeah, virtual, virtual reality thing? Virtual reality, yeah. That thing is cool as shit. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and see, there was uh, the fact that, and you know a lot more than that because not only are we bored, but we also find each other interesting. And so yes. we have, we've slept next to each other for you know, the on and off for three or four years now. I mean, it's just, that's right. People, Wes and I slept <laughs> next to each other on and off for three and four years. Yeah. We have, yeah. We have the queen size beds right next to each other. The, the right. king queen, uh, <laughs> but... I probably spent more nights with Wes in that year than I did with my own husband since he traveled so much. <laughs> so, <laughs> concentrated, uh, uh, time with Wes Bergman. Right yeah. There. Very, very true. Uh, but, I mean, and even though we don't spend that time, even though we don't live in the room with bananas, why is it that I've got you and I have the ability to say, 
some of the things that he's interested in outside of the show. We know what his girlfriend's name is. We know mm-hmm. what we know what he's interested in. We know what he doesn't like. We know his opinions of people on the show and in production and so on and so forth. We know all this because we give him the time to talk and we listen and we engage. And nowhere in those conversations is that reciprocated no. No. I mean, it's like it's just so weird and it just, it just kind of sucks. Cause it's like, I feel like every time he's ever insulted any of us or ever made a decision to take money from you or ever made you feel bad and bullied you into the situation that you feel like you've been in the last four or 500 days. It's all from a point. It's all from a dataless point. And it's just, you know, it's one thing if he took on information and made really asshole decisions. And it's another to just sit back from his high horse with no information, making decisions. And it's just kind of frustrating. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Let me ask you something. If Why does it bother you, what he says about you? You know, the, the whole thing didn't bother me. Uh, well, let me, I guess there's two different types of bothering. There's the kind where it's kind of like, you know, jocular dissing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that doesn't bother me as like in a hurtful perspective. It's just kind of like a playful jabbing that I will then, you know, get him back on in some other form. And that, and none of that, and he did that every other 10 minutes throughout this whole podcast and throughout his whole life about me. And I'm fine with it. It's when I got upset was when he called my company's penny stocks. Mm-hmm. Then, and because he's not talking about companies as some like faceless corporation, he's talking. I mean, these are startup companies, which means a company is two or three people max. So these quote unquote penny stocks are human beings that are putting more guts and balls and money on the line to try and make something of themselves than bananas ever had. Mm-hmm. Or it would ever- be like if they said that you got your AA. Or like, oh yeah, Susie just received her like degree, and you're like, excuse me, no, I did not do that. I did not go to junior college and get an AA. Yeah, but it's a it PhD. would it would matter to me who was saying it. Oh, oh I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. And it, it, I don't know. It just, it, I guess there's a. What I guess what I'm getting at is, when he said that, it wasn't about me. It was about someone else through the lens of someone that's had a decade to get to know me and yeah, chose yeah. not to. So now he's, it'd be like if he started insulting my girlfriend or my mom, and let's just pretend for a second that my girlfriend and my mom are horrible people. He hasn't even taken five minutes to figure out if they are and then, yeah. and then hurl right. those bombs from a perspective that actually makes sense. And yeah, so sure. it's just like he's talking about someone else, some, a, a group of people that can't defend themselves because they don't have a platform. They're not next to him, all this. And it's just, it's just insulting. So why is it that you think, because here's my perception now is that he's the golden boy of the challenge and production is in love with him because he does exactly what they would like him to do for i'm sorry i wasn't supposed to bring up production but uh let me put it more broadly like why does his strategy why is it successful why are people duped by it you know uh you know i think uh (laughs) I think that there's a the challenge is one of the most dynamic games of all time, and so uh, I think that that's a complicated, fun answer to 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 try and opine about. But it's not a it's not a one sentence one. Yeah. Uh, the main reason is because the majority of the people in the challenge, and definitely not everybody, because there's some outliers to this statement, but the majority of the people in the challenge are stupid. So it's easy to kind of quote unquote dupe them. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But let's talk. There are two main reasons why Bananas is so good at the challenge. It's one, he's never, ever been put with a bad partner. Ever. Ever. So Sarah, how many times has been sent off shows because her partner did something stupid or quit or got hurt or whatever? And then even in the situations where they didn't get hurt or quit, she got put with debatably top five worst people of all times on the challenges. And I, you know, my very first challenge, I mean, yeah. got with, I got, got put with little Casey and bless her heart. That's just, it's just not the show for her. Yeah. And, then, and then after that uh, was the duel where I was alone. And then after that was the ruins where everyone oh. too was. Yeah, a you got it bad. I got bad. it bad. I got it real bad. Yeah. And then the show bad. after the show after that, I got put with Mandy. Oh, and, and yeah. the show and the show after that, I got put with Mandy again. And so in the, with the same color jersey. So it's like Ooh, you're it's set like, up I, to fail. You're doomed. Hell you're yeah. Doomed. I haven't had I haven't had a non-blonde, I didn't get a non-blonde partner under 115 pounds until like 2012. Over 115 pounds. Over 112 over 115 pounds until around 2012. Yeah. So and the, and so my first partner that wasn't someone like that was CT, and we <laughs> just destroyed people and so when you put someone with a great partner they win it's how it works and you got you two got put with each other and you guys destroyed everyone and you're you're the best partner that he's ever had but let's talk for a second he's been on how many of these and who's the worst partner he's ever had nani maybe nani yeah i'd say i'd say she's up there great and she's she's great frank was the one where he got second place and he's like a machine and he's a machine. He's smart and athletic, and he's good. And he's good at the at, at you know with the empathy part, which is something that Banana struggles at. I mean, other than that, he's been put with you know Tyler, who's one of the who's incredibly athletic and strong and smart, yeah. and Camilla, who's a force to be reckoned with. And yeah. you, I mean, it's just like one part, one great partner at a time. He's just been lined right. up. So that's that's the main I mean, reason. Even his own cousin was a pretty. You know, his cousin's like huge. Yes, his cousin. And not so big to where he would absolutely blow in the finals. Uh, You know, like I had a I've got a really, really big friend uh, who's who's a bodybuilder and he's, you know, cut up and he looks real good and all that stuff. And he made the joke like, oh, if you ever go on a friend's challenge, you need to bring me because I'll just destroy people. And the truth is, yes, you will. For the first 30 days, you'll make everyone look like And then in the finals, you will make it about four miles before you have to quit right. because that it'll body. Right, it'll be like a Zach or CT scenario. Yeah, and so uh, so Vince is like right on that edge. If he's a, he's about as big as you can get, or it starts to be a major downfall for the thing that actually wins you money. Yeah. Um, okay, so second reason why Bananas does so well on these. This is his full time job. So, you know, I you know I only have the time to go on every other one. He goes on every single one. In the time that I'm not on there, unfortunately, and this is an excuse, but I don't work out, and I should, and I'm thinking about changing this because I'm not sleeping very well and all that kind of stuff. But he works out any time that he's got the free time to do so, and he maintains relationships with his alliances throughout the years and every single month and every single week of his life because it's his job. It's his job to build a brand on social media. It's his job to go on every single press outlet that he can. It's his job to take cheap or whatever kinds of appearances he can get his hands on. It's his job to keep in touch with Leroy and, uh, and uh, I forgot all their names, all of his friends on the shows. It's his job to keep do all this stuff, and it's a full-time thing for him. And, you know, there was a year or two where I took it incredibly seriously because there wasn't a whole lot else to do. It was like work out. And you were humongous that year. Work, work out and party and go on the challenges. And I was really effing good. And so it's like, uh, and he's been able to do that full time for a decade. And it still took him a half a decade to even start winning. Well, and my feeling is, okay, great. If that's what you want to do with your time and that's how you want to make your living, fine. But then there's no need for him to go bashing you or Sarah or anybody else. Just do your thing and win and, you know, go all the way to the bank. Who cares? Why does he feel like he has to minimize what other people choose to do with their time and their life? That is what I object to. 
it's uh, it's it's really hypocritical because he tries as hard as he can to make people feel like he's a good person whenever he has the opportunity. But yet he like what Susie just said, it's like if he actually is a good person, why doesn't he take the platform that he's got and the microphone that he has to every once in a while do something cool or nice? Mm-hmm. In an altruistic way, not it, to post a video on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because oh I my think God. that's a very big thing. When yes. you, especially for celebrities, I think it's important to be donating your time and doing things that are not, you know, but then again, I'm just happy people are doing, you know, things that are helping others. I don't know. How about how one time I became a sixth grade mentor to this kid who was a high risk kid and then he got kicked out of school. The end. I'm not qualified. Yeah, okay, you, sorry. Yeah, you tried. Uh, but it's not like it's not like in the in the time that you spent with that kid, you said, mm, now would be a really good time to pull out my GoPro and film right. a video about this to make sure that I get credit for this mentoring relationship. Yeah. Right. I right. can't stand when people do that. I really and then the worst is when I hear from other people. Well, Johnny does this and this and this. What have you ever done? And I was like, oh. The reason that they know what he did I'm is because he broadcast it. kill you. Like, yeah. the, I can't even just, I'm not even going to try to defend that. It's just like shocking to me. I'm like, yeah, okay, well. Yeah, we're not we're not leveraging we're not leveraging the the time that we spend with other people where we're helping them out altruistically, and then pinning it to the top of our Twitter profiles to make sure that the world sees how great. Right. In the same month that we just stole over six figures of cash from someone that was someone that he fought to be claimed to claim was a friend. Right. So all I'm saying is, if you're gonna walk the walk, talk the talk. And if you're not, then don't. Vice versa. And yeah, like just if you're going to be the asshole, you're the asshole. But you can't like also be the asshole who also wants credit for doing like humanitarian acts. Right. (laughs) Humanitarian. (laughs) I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Uh, well, okay, so what's, what's the resolution here at the end? Like, where do we go from here? Because we know where Johnny goes from here. Yeah. To the fucking bank. Well, and on another show. No, he's been. He's been. He's been to the bank, and he's got no other errands to run because that's all he, you know, there's nothing else to (laughs) do. His trucker hats aren't in the market anymore. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Oh no, no, no. let's go over that for a second. (laughs) That's a good. That's a. So, how is it that you've got your PhD and I've got all these penny stocks and all this stuff, and he has the gall to all bootstrap? Oh, hi, bootstrap. You guys wanna? You guys wanna make him sing? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he is in love with this uh, Bon Jovi. So if you sing the chorus from Bon, uh, bon Jovi's Wanted Dead or Alive, he'll start howling. How's it go? Uh, it go- okay, here, I'll get, I'll get you guys started. Well, dead or alive. Yeah. Well, I'm a cowboy. I'll do your whole sunrise. Come on. <laughs> He either loves or hates Bon Jovi. Yeah, that's true. That was your cameo. Go outside. That is hilarious. That's so cute. Sigmund really needs to learn a song. Yeah, yeah, he does. Once we figured that out, it was awesome. That's real cute. What were you going to say about trucker hats? Okay, so we're all trying to move on to this next thing, this next step, something a little bit more scalable than what we've had before. And he's resting on this entrepreneurial bed of, trucker hats and bananas t-shirts i mean can he 
why is it who who makes an apparel line about themselves in 2016 and is ashamed of it right i will say that i was shocked you know Susie and i made a big effort when we came out with shirts to make them like super generic that everybody would want to wear that just are like representing smart girls Yes. And then we came out with our awesome banana pin because I draw all the time. And I was like, hey, let's get this drawing turned into like a cute little pin. And Wes, you saw what I sent you. He took freaking line by line. The Like, if you're going to come out with that stuff, at least like be original. Yep. I was shocked. He copied and pasted the exact description that we had on the Brain Candy podcast. Didn't even come up with yeah. some copy. Yeah. So it's just... Yeah, how hard would it be to just have Kenny draw another funny banana thing? Like, why? I mean, that's that's what he's been doing the last decade. I don't know why he has to go and steal something from you. I mean, that's pretty much. Well, and he's not stupid, and that's why I don't get. Like, I even say to my husband different things. I'm like, why isn't Johnny doing X, Y, or Z? I don't even want to say it because he'll steal the ideas. But I'm like, he could do this, this, or this, and he could make tons of dough, and he's not doing it. I think it's because he truly. It's not even about money or sustainability it's just about this current yeah like platform that he has where he's decided that he's king of the challenges and that's good enough for him yeah i don't want to be just queen of the challenges i want something else i think all of us want more than i don't i don't see why you can't be queen of the challenges and have your other thing totally true there's there's 300 plus days out of the year where you're not on the challenges right so it's like, how, how is it that he, there isn't something else that he's working on or whether, or giving his time back to, or whatever the case is, I don't know. It's just, it's just frustrating. Cause I mean, we've sat here this whole time. He's had all this time to kind of diversify his life. And he hasn't even worked on that at all. Well, and like I said, I don't even begrudge him that that's fine. If you want to rest on your laurels and that's it, but then don't diminish what you guys do, like what you, me, you, Sarah, anybody else, just shut up. Yeah. That's what I don't get. Just do your thing and take your money. And he said that's what he was going to do. I'm going to take my money and run. Well, then please run. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that part of the promise to happen. Yeah. 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 What, does run, what does run mean in this? Does run mean go right back to the challenge and do the next thing? <laughs> right. Right. And, you know, he's already it, it, another thing that was funny to continue diagnosing the Bill Simmons podcast that he uh, that he said was, um, even if I go on the next challenge, there's no way that I can win because the, the production is going to have it out for me. They're going to bring in some sniper who's going to come in and kill me or uh, whatever. It's like he's already starting to realize that he's not going to be put with Sarah next time. Right. It'll be substantially worse. He's going to have a much lower likelihood of winning, and he's already starting to kind of give himself excuses. Right. Yeah, that's true. It's like the whole, well, uh, It's yeah, a conspiracy like get, now. Yeah, now they're out to get him. Okay. Yep, yeah. now it's a conspiracy. Wait, I mean, this is what everyone will want to know. Are you going to do another challenge, Wes? <laughs> well, uh, so I can't, I can either confirm or deny whether or not I will be on the next challenge. I don't think I'm out of the uh, contractual period where we're allowed to talk about that kind of stuff. But the truth is, I very much so want to do another one. And I'm going to try my hardest to do another one. It's just, I've kind of leveled up in my real life and gotten to a point where in, I'm incredibly spread thin, to say the least. And it's getting very irresponsible for me to go on them. I'm trying to get into a position where I can go on, you know, a couple more or maybe even find a way to do it as a as a part time hobby for as long as my bones will let me. Are you Uh, just trying to uh, leverage your own position as the next rival of Johnny? No, you see, that's the thing, though. I don't think that they would ever put me with them as much as people because it's like that's not fair. Uh, That's not what they want. It's better if it's your camp versus his camp. Yes. And you and don't get that when you put you guys together. Exactly. And all of a sudden, I mean, it would be, it, it wouldn't be all that entertaining because when, if Johnny and I got paired up, then some of my people would definitely come with me and some of his people would definitely come with him. And then there'd be the losers who don't really care that we're just are going to leave. One by one. First. Yeah. They're going to get picked off in the first, they're going to leave or quit within the first two weeks anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then there's really not a whole lot of others. Right. So it's like, I mean, the same thing happened on Rivals 1. When they put Kenny and I together, 
it was it was it wasn't even fair. No one no one questioned us. They did everything that we said. No one voted against us when they put CT and I together. Not one girl voted against us. The entire show, we went right to the finals and legitimately lapped bananas in the yeah. finals. Yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, I don't think that they would do that. Yeah, I don't either. Well, Wes, anything else on your list of things to address before we wrap it up? Before uh, I become allergic to bananas altogether? And <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I, I would just like to say this helped. I, I just, you know, I don't think I even feel the need to talk about this anymore because I got to have some of this off my chest. Good. Well, wow. I'm glad that is what the Brain Candy Podcast is here for. <laughs> it is to be an outlet for former challengers. And uh, until I start charging hourly for you guys, it's a great way to uh, get that therapy session. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Otherwise, you would char- otherwise you would charge me if I'd gone to uh, you know Sarah Rice Patterson LLC and gotten some- <laughs> correct <laughs> correct like, for you a discounted rate though. Free. Well, listen, Wes, I really appreciate you coming on here, and I know that our listeners will love it because I think there's just this sort of like uh appetite that they have to like get to the bottom of what's going on and they don't ever really get the answers from the show because it's a different version of reality oh well thank you guys don't be a stranger i won't i won't uh thank you guys for your time hey good luck with those penny stocks yeah yeah right you have a real future (laughs) yeah exactly yeah exactly all right girls adios bye bye Woo! That was a lot of info about Johnny Bananas. I was going to include that in the episode for this week, but I think we're going to have to make that its own thing. This has to be its own thing for sure. Holy smokes. There's All so right. much. So I hope you guys enjoyed that uh, in-depth discussion yeah. with Weston Bergman. And uh, tune in next week for more shenanigans. Yeah.